This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, September 29th, 2009. I'm Caleb Brown. Tehran's desire for nuclear weapons isn't entirely unreasonable, but how credible are U.S. efforts to convince Tehran that having nuclear weapons will be a short-run advantage as neighbors step up efforts to get them too? Justin Logan, Associate Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, says even the best option for the U.S. may not yield a positive outcome. As of last week, what did we think we knew generally about uh, Iran and nuclear weapons? We knew a good bit, although uh, we're in, to put it in Rumsfeldian terms, we're in the realm of known unknowns and unknown unknowns. Uh, the, much of the discussion about the Iranian nuclear program centers on the facility at Natanz, which interestingly was also unknown, uh, at least to the United States, and became a uh, topic of public discussion, I believe it was in 2002. That revelation, as Washington conventional wisdom would have it, uh, came to us via uh, an Iranian opposition group. Uh, but actually, if you look at the uh, backstory and how this emerged, what was clear is that the U.S. intelligence community actually uh, discovered the facility. And somehow between that discovery uh, and the U.S. government's going public talking about the facility, uh, the information got handed over to an Iranian uh, uh, anti-government organization, which then was happy to hold a press conference uh, certainly and understandably to take credit for that information. Uh, so this is, I would say, it is it is a concerning uh, revelation uh, of this additional facility outside the town of Qom, uh, but it is not, it doesn't ch- fundamentally change the dynamic, I think, with respect to uh, what we have suspected for a long time the Iranians are up to and what we probably suspect they're up to going forward. There hasn't been a lot of discussion on what might actually be a reasonable response on the part of Iran. There are two U.S.-led wars going on on either side of the country, even if we understood that regime to be reasonable uh, by our standards. It makes a certain amount of sense that they would want to push uh, uh, perhaps more quickly now with these wars going on to develop nuclear weapons. Let me put it differently. One thing that you can certainly say is that if, if, if you go out and take the random Capitol Hill foreign policy staffer or Washington think tanker out for drinks and ask them after three or four scotches, if they were in Iran, would they want nuclear weapons? You'll see a variety of uncomfortable squirming and equivocating and hemming and hawing. But I think that's the fundamental reality. And to its credit, both the Obama administration and to a lesser degree, the Bush administration were focused on trying to assuage what everyone, or most people I should say, agree are legitimate security concerns. The fact of the matter is Iran lives in a rough neighborhood. That's not to sweep under the rug. Iran's many contributions to making the neighborhood rough. Uh, But they certainly do have uh, legitimate security concerns. Uh, They live in a region where there is uh, certainly one undeclared nuclear power. They have the Russians to the north. They have the Pakistanis to the east. And so if we take this all out of the context of political hysteria, it's understandable that a country like Iran would look to have nuclear weapons. What the Obama administration and what, to a lesser degree, the Bush administration tried to do is to change that calculation, is to say, look, 
it's actually not going to wind up being in your interest to acquire nuclear or to attempt to acquire nuclear weapons. And I think you saw some some reasonably good arguments made at the very tail end of the Bush administration after its many uh, uh, less artful efforts to say, look, you have a prospect of ha- if the Iranians were to emerge in the next several years with breakout nuclear capability or with an actual test, uh, they would have some period of being the only uh, country, at least in the Middle East, other than Israel with a nuclear capability. And that would certainly get them a number of benefits. But reasonably, over the medium term, there's every reason to believe, and we've already seen statements from uh, coming out of Egypt, coming out of the Gulf Cooperation Council, uh, from the Saudis as well, that uh, you know they're starting to think about their interest in uh, nuclear-powered. Now, civilian nuclear power, of course, to listen to them uh, say this, at least in public. But so the Bush administration tried to say to the Iranians, look, this is just the reality. If you get nuclear weapons or get even close to nuclear weapons, boy, the other countries in the region are sure going to start thinking that they're going to want to acquire nuclear weapons as fast as possible. So what is this really going to get you over the medium term? And at the same time, the U.S. administrations have been trying, I think unsuccessfully, to assuage uh, 30 years of accumulated security concerns and paranoia, both of which are layered on top of each other, uh, inside of Iran that much larger, much stronger powers uh, are contemplating attacking Iran. So to unravel this entire dynamic that has accumulated over the span now of 30 years, it turns out, is very, very difficult. The underlying power realities can't be overstated. The United States is a giant uh, continental power that could, on a whim at any given moment, attack Iran and never be in danger of, you know, national annihilation, have very, very limited concerns about uh, the extent of prospective Iranian attacks on the American homeland. And the Iranians see this, so you have to put it in the context of sort of underlying material realities. And then you can certainly talk about ideology and whatever else, but I think the fundamental reality is Iran is a weak country that has a tremendous amount of domestic political problems, which have recently become manifest, that has was put on an axis of evil. You know, we're all tired of talking about the axis of evil. We think that Obama is, you know, some people say that he's change we can believe in. Uh, but from the Iranian standpoint, there's a much greater degree of continuity. So they say axis of evil, acrimonious relations with the great Satan, et cetera, et cetera, and then add to that the underlying power dynamics. Uh, and they have, uh, again, sort of a, a, a view of the world, it appears, where they uh, really, really think it would be in their interest to acquire at least a nuclear breakout capability, if not nuclear weapons. The next big development on the diplomatic front, of course, will be the P5 plus one, the permanent five members of the UN Security Council uh, plus Germany, talking to Iran in Geneva, Switzerland, starting on Thursday. Um, My concern is that people tend to put this either in the category of it is metaphysically impossible that anything good can come of these negotiations. Or on the other hand, 
Obama has finally signaled his willingness to engage, and doves will be flying out of boxes, and we'll all eat chocolate and dance subsequently. And I think probably neither of those scenarios is going to happen. I think Obama, by and large, is doing the right thing. He's trying to get the international community on board with signaling to Iran that uh, uh, you know the international community, so-called, isn't excited about an Iranian breakout nuclear capability. Um, but I think at bottom, the other countries involved in the negotiations see their interests at least somewhat differently than does the United States. Uh, so I think that this is it, the right thing to do, but it certainly, to my mind at least, doesn't hold uh, the prospect or the promise of near-term resolution of the problem. So I'm in sort of a weird position saying that I think this is probably the right way to go, uh, but I think it probably won't work, at least in the near or medium term, to the extent that this can assuage some of those security concerns or paranoia that Iran has. That's all to the good. Uh, and to the extent that it raises the other countries' uh, concerns about Iranian developments, et cetera, and, and gets them to sort of solidify into a, a coalition that wants to make clear to Iran that uh, – uh, the other side is willing, certainly, to put security assurances on the table, et cetera, et cetera, but isn't uh, uh, excited about the prospect of this sort of covert, potentially uh, nuclear weapons-related program on the part of the Iranians. That's all to the good. But I think we just need to have exceedingly low expectations, particularly over the short term, about what can come of this. I should just close by saying I will be exceedingly happy to be proved wrong on this score, but if history is any indication, uh, it's going to be a long, hard struggle, and it's not going to produce a decisive outcome in the short term. Justin Logan is Associate Director of Foreign Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.